Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset, inside and out. With your hosts, Steve Katarzy and Bryn Jenkins. Wow. This conversation took an early sharp left and didn't return. It went all over the place, if I'm honest, but in a really good way. We had a plan to have a catch up after Bryn's honeymoon, then get into some discussion around workout program design, but we didn't get there. Instead, it got really interesting. We just let the conversation unfold. It would have been rude and it would have been wrong to let to stop this halfway through. So it just took its random direction. It's a really reflective conversation. We're talking about meaning, life's purpose, intent. Are, are our actions, are my actions in support of my higher purpose? We started talking about the Bible and faith. We started talking about the transition from boy to man as Bryn has just got married. Talking about the seven-year rich in relationships and the care you need to put into your relationships so they continue to prosper. We then started talking about work-life choices. Bryn's honeymoon was in Sri Lanka. Their pace is different. Their care, their tribal community is very different to modern, high-paced Western society. But can you have a successful career and have those wholesome family values? We ask those questions. We talk about my massive shift from uber career-focused to having this deeper meaning and more time with my family and greater passion. We talk about the sacrifices you need to make to excel in an area of your life and how you can't have everything all at once. I even talk about my, my napping escapade and how social media is ruining my mornings and the control I'm trying to take to deal with that addiction. Really good episode, guys. I hope you enjoy this. And yeah, let us know what you think. Adaptation. It has been a while, hasn't it, man? Yeah. Do I not look bigger? <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> I think I look bigger, but maybe you're, that's just the, you're in the a bulking phase. I pay a lot of attention to my looks right now. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, I'm eat, I'm eat. Do you know what? I can't seem to eat enough. I'm kind of getting your problem a little bit. Right. What, what, why is that suddenly? Because you didn't have that problem before. I, I don't know. Something's changing because I'm having to continue to amp up my calories. Yeah. To make, make the weight move. I'm not quite sure what, what's going on. Um, well, I suppose as you're adding mass, you're becoming more uh, metabolically um, active. So you're going to be burning more calories because of that way. You're getting stronger. I can see your lifts are going up as well. So therefore, you're going to be burning more energy because of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I get, and I guess there's. I, I think I'm, but I think there. I'm just generally burning more calories than I think I am. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I yeah, think yeah. it's increasing because of the things you've just said. So yeah, I'm I'm having to constantly dial up my my kind of calorie intake. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's hard because because I intermittent fast quite a bit mm -hmm. just because I find it quite an easy way to start the day. So you're still skipping breakfast and then eating around lunchtime? Yeah, so I won't completely not eat. I'll have something, but it'll be really light. It won't be a proper meal. So yeah. the first time I have a proper bit of food might not be until lunchtime. And it can be hard at times to just make my foods calorie dense enough in two meals. Yeah. It's, a, it's big meals. Yeah, that's a lot of work. So you're struggling a little bit. But other than that, yeah, so that's working. The, the weighing skills are... 
it kind of plateaued a little bit. So I'm having to break three and kind mm-hmm. of eat a little bit more than I normally would. Uh, training's going really well on this new program. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some good and some bad response to it, but yeah. we can talk about that. Um, work's going well. I'm uh, being somewhat reflective. Yeah. Um, you know, more space, more time, you know, meditating, reading books. It's kind of getting me thinking about things in a different way. Yeah. Um, sound a bit tree huggy and a bit spiritual <laughs> at times, but it really does feel enlightening to ask some more deeper, meaningful questions. I, I think you've got to as well. And, I, and we had an interesting conversation before we pressed record earlier um, about what, what questions you've been asking yourself. Um, and I think that they're questions that more people should be asking, especially if you're working for yourself and you're trying to put yourself out there and add value to the world. You've got to be asking yourself these important questions about life, not just about your finances or work, but about who you are and what's your mission and where you want to go. Whether you're working for yourself or not, because I've, I've now, yeah, I'm now experiencing both sides. Um, there's always this sense of if only my life could be set up in this way, then I would be happy. It'd be perfect, right? Right. Like if I didn't have to work for someone else, it'd be great. Or yeah. if I was, you know, lived on a desert island, things would be great. Or if I just had this much money, life would be amazing. Or once I've paid off my mortgage, life would be incredible. And I think we all we all get in that um, rut, don't we? I, I I definitely do. I always think, oh, if I earn this much money, or yeah, paid off my mortgage, I will be happy at that point or make life that much better. Whereas actually, you've got to think about what's going to make your life better now. And that usually comes from within rather than from these external things like earning a certain amount of money. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if if I just reflect on my earning capacity yeah. over the last 15 years, you know, it's got, you know, through several years, has got um, to disproportionate and um, lofty heights, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, my earning expectation, I far exceeded it for several years. And, you know, you don't know what to do with that kind of cash. And the the, the mo- most interesting thing is it didn't bring with it any more joy. Brought with it more freedom yeah, and more comfort to do whatever you feel is needed in the moment. Was Buy it- something, go somewhere, you know, go out for a meal, not think twice about how much it's going to cost. That kind of stuff is liberating because you don't have to count the pennies or or be overly judicious with your spend. But at the same time, that takes something away from, mm. you know, you end up getting wasteful. Yeah. You, you, so one, you get wasteful. And two, you know, I'd close some big deals and not get overly um, celebratory. You know, I'd, I'd, you know, I've closed like a $12 million deal and I've just gone, it was a good day in office. You, you As opposed to, to stopping, yeah. stopping myself and saying, Steve, you did a good job, man. I mean, you know, I mean, like really, like just you know, just stop for a second. Me going, what well I man? Yeah. Like I don't, I that I don't have enough good self talk. I don't have negative self talk. Like you mm-hmm. shit, you're worthless. But when I do something good or great, I don't stop myself and really pat myself on the back and Is say, "Steve, you've you done a do great better. job." It's like, okay, great, I've done that. Now I want to do better. How do I do that? Self critical. Is it? Would you say that's more the it place could be. That you're at? I wonder if um, part of that is like a numbing of it's it's like do, dope the dopamine kind of hormone releases when you do something novel mm-hmm. and new yeah that's rewarding right 
But once you get over the novelty, you need a greater stimulus to get the same response. That's why when yeah. people take drugs, they start off with a low amount, they get loads of dopamine hit, hit they feel great. Um, and then as they continue to use that drug, they need to use you use more and more yeah. to get the same feelings. Buzz, yeah. It's kind of with earning. Like, like you earn your first couple of grand commission and life's amazing. And then you do it again, it doesn't feel the same. So now it needs to be a 10 grand commission check. And then a 50 grand commission check. And then I'm not satisfied unless, you know, I have a payout yeah. day of a couple hundred grand. Where does it end? And then the reality is you get to that, yeah. you know, you break through that plateau. You might earn five times more in one paycheck than you've done previously. It doesn't change anything. No. So I think it's partly novelty. Uh, after a while, it's like, oh, that much more money doesn't make me that much more happier. It's not yeah. linear. You know, yeah. more money, more happiness. It doesn't work that way. But the same thing is said in like most things that, you know, most goals, right? Mm -hmm. Once you get to the destination, it's often not as great as you euthoric think it is. Yeah. an incredible place to be than you assumed it would be. Now, you should have goals. You should aspire. And some people say, well, then continuous ch continuously change the goalposts. Some people can get fatigued doing that. Yeah. You know, like constantly then it seems moving the goalpost right? yeah. so you can never win you can never celebrate that's no good too and i think mm. i do that quite a bit yeah somehow you need to enjoy the mini victories celebrate whenever you have a win of whatever you define as a win but i think it's rooted in having a deeper meaning and purpose where like i know why i'm here yeah i know why i show up every day and that goal is just a milestone I have a deeper, more meaningful purpose and mission that adds value. So and value to me, my family, my tribe, the world in some capacity. And if there's that kind of overall view that I'm trying to deliver value and make the world a better place, then yeah. the goals are just milestones and you can treat them as that. Well, but then the, the, I don't think I always get to that place. It becomes more about the journey, right? On a day-to-day -day basis. And you start to enjoy the journey as opposed to just hating the journey and wanting that end result and not focusing too hard on the end result know what your direction is and where you're moving but enjoying the process along the way i mean you quite often i don't know if you've heard like rappers where they would always say the good old days were when i had no money and i was sleeping on well, you're gonna get into couch. a rap just then man yeah <laughs> eminem you even have white rapper i um, need to have the video on you right don't want to hear me rap <laughs> um but it, it, you always hear or i say rappers but you hear it all the time with celebrities where they're like you know my best days were the days when I was, where I was trying to yeah when yeah. i was growing and trying to make it and grind um and although at the time it may have seemed like those were their worst days they look back and go actually those were those days were fun as long as it wasn't too much of a struggle and you weren't starving and things like that um i think that the journey is 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 so important so important. Plus, where what you think you need to grow in, uh, in terms of like an area of your life, in one minute or one year, yeah, is different to the areas of growth you then realize as you mature. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just being honest with you now, um, you know, money's still important to me. Um, success in some of the more traditional terms is still important to me. You know, yep. in terms of the success of this business and the metrics that define success from a business mm -hmm. perspective still important but the areas that are more challenging because they're new for me but perhaps more rewarding to your point yeah are the areas of being able to control my clarity and calmness yeah put myself in a position so i can 
always be more creative, mm -hmm. you know, have some level of stoicism in the morning, which makes me do hard things first, then I know that I can turn up and be a better person daily. Yeah, because I know if I can own every day with purpose, then you know, you times that by a year, you times that by a lifetime. That's a lot of incremental goodness that I create yeah. every single day if I can think at that micro level. But at the macro level, why am I here? What's my meaning? What's my purpose? Yeah. What am I here to do? Because when you have something that drives you that's beyond you, beyond ego, beyond finances, beyond your just family, and there's something it's that extends day. beyond that, yeah. it helps those Groundhog Day moments mm -hmm. come and go. You know, like when you just like go, it's another Monday. It's the same shit, different day. Yeah. Like, okay, I may be successful, may not be, I may be struggling, I may be completely satisfied, but it's still another Monday. Yeah. Same shit, same yeah. clients, same process, same rituals, you know, going yeah. to work, doing the same Very report, mundane. same meetings. Yeah. And that, I don't know, I, I suspect that hits everyone. Like, mm. everyone wants novelty and difference, but they want the security. Also, the, the stability yeah, yeah. that there's order in their life, but too much order, and it gets a bit boring. I, so how do you balance yeah. the want to keep things controlled, but feel that there's enough change, diversity, uncertainty, newness to keep you longing to keep going and not seeing every Monday is the same? That, for me, if you can kind of work that out yeah. and not get caught up in this Groundhog Day moment of like, what's the fucking point of showing up? Because it's the same shit, different day. And I can, I can get there. If I'm honest, Brian, I can get those days where it, the day feels flat because there wasn't a success yeah. or not something that I, I didn't look deep enough for the success. Yeah. It just felt a bit meh. Yeah. And they not can kind of, they can hold, they can hold you back, right? Yeah. And they can actually put you in a spiral of like negative thought. Like, you know, what's the fucking point? Like, you know, this isn't worth it. Yeah. And it isn't worth it because you haven't, haven't attached worth to what you're doing right now, career yeah. or yeah. vocation or whatever it is, to something that has a bigger purpose. And I know it sounds lofty and I sound all kooky and like, like I'm getting too deep, but I don't care who you are, where you are in your life, if you're able to understand, and this will change and it will evolve, but if you're able to understand that the, in the here and now, something intrinsic inside of you that says this is why i am here and it isn't to be the next elon musk necessarily yeah or to be the next uh you know zuckerberg it could be something very small like i'm here to make my family thrive it could be as small as just your small world of your mm -hmm. family it could be something anywhere in between that and zuckerberg but it doesn't matter what it is it could be i'm just here to make the world and the soil yeah. that yeah, yeah. I inhabit a slightly better place. Because if I'm one of 7 billion people that do that, you know, we can all make a big change and continue life and sustain life. Because ultimately that's what, that's what it's all about, right? As yeah. a human species, we're just another animal. And our, our purpose in life is to continue um, the ongoing inhabitants of yep. humans on this world right yeah so that at the lowest level is what we're here to do yeah but if you can attach a bigger meaning to that like i show up every day because this is my mission to do x y and z for the betterment of some you know group of people or mm -hmm. even the world then that groundhog day moment feels less re repetitious and more like purposeful work
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean... And that's where I'm at right now. I Brent. almost feel like the question is, why... I know it's getting deep, but why are we here? Why are we on this planet? What's our mission? Um, and that's almost a near impossible question to answer. But the way I see it is that we're here to uh, obviously procreate like all living things are. Um, but because we're an intelligent species that can make change and be self-aware, we can make positive change to make this world a better place and to make the the world a better place to live for um, people in the future. Um, I feel that there's a lot of people stuck in a rut and self-indulgence um, where they're just watching soap operas and eating foods that taste good, not necessarily that are good for them or the soil or for the environment. They're just buying mindless stuff that's you know, got loads of packaging and again, just polluting. They're living for the here and now. The They're living for now. the moment. Yeah, and I just feel they that's just... They want the expedience of, yeah, I want the feeling now of, of exactly. being happy versus, you know, paying it forward. And that's just living. That's just that's just existing rather than actually trying to make a long-lasting difference to the planet, to the people and, and make a positive change. Um, I'm a really big fan of that and, and so's um, my wife, Lisa. So at home, we... Um, our energy comes from wind, a wind farm, and that's how we power the house. Um, we try and um, not use as much, um, or we try not eat as much processed foods for our health and both for the environment, and use less sort of plastic packaging. And that's quite fulfilling because it feels like we're um, on a mission trying to make a change. And although we're not making a huge difference and huge impact, we're doing our bit. And I yeah. think, like you said, if, if no one has to. People don't have to try and do what Elon Musk is doing, but as long as they do something positive every day um, and do their bit, then I think the more people that do that, the bigger the impact. And yeah. I, I think it's just, uh, it's it's an important message to put out there. And, and I almost feel like we are moving in that way quite slowly, but more people are becoming more self-aware of their actions um, and asking more questions. And because of that, they're starting to wake up and think, okay, I need to make certain changes, both for my family, the environment, myself, um, and so on. So, have you? Have, you're not religious, are you? No. no, no. So I'm not, and it's not been. I would, I'd say, it hasn't been a deliberate choice. Yeah. To not have a faith, it, it just hasn't happened. My grandparents mm -hmm. are religious Christians. Yeah. Uh, Greek Orthodox, but um, just never took it up. My mum never really respected it, and neither did I. So mm -hmm. I've never read the Bible. I've never done it. You know, I've never followed a, a faith in any regard. And I've actually looked down at faiths in as much I don't appreciate dogma. Like, mm -hmm. I think faiths are there to give you the rules. Mm -hmm. to make life easier to say these are the rules to live by to be a good person yeah depending on the faith that you follow which i think are necessary it's just like calorie counting right you know the, this is how you need to live if you can do this you're going to get the result you want so live these ways you'll be a good person yeah. calorie count you'll lose weight until you can understand the nuance for yourself your own experience your own understanding of the world yeah you know what's right and wrong because you've you've thought about it you've yeah. really reflected now perhaps you don't need to calorie count because you're now intuitive so when you mm -hmm. go back to the faith example this is more now about you know right from wrong you have your own faith it's not necessarily the old scriptures of the past you've taken and borrowed from those yeah 
to best serve you and you've manipulated them to work for you and your family. So when I look at, you know, and I look at people that are blindly following faith, I just think dogmatism, I think yeah. like there's a, there could be sometimes a lot of stupidity and ignorance that when you just blindly follow something, you don't question it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm reading a book by Jordan Peterson right now, which is a, he's quite a well-known psychologist in America. He's actually Canadian um, and he's blowing up all over the internet for the last five years or so. And his book is really hard to read because it's um, very intellectual, um, lots of long words, uh, lots of, you know, subjective points of view and very, you know, a quite deep dry. psychological book that takes a lot out of you. Yeah. But most of what he references back to without trying to be a religious book references mm -hmm. back to the Bible. And um, I've never read the Bible. Yeah, I, I have no interest to, but now maybe a little bit more inclined, not because I want to be a Christian and I want to have a faith, but basically his intent is we've known what to do mm. for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, We've had people that have worked it out. But in modern society where we've abandoned faith uh, for the most part, we're lacking purpose. Yeah, We're lacking meaning. Um, and he, he points out small little things like you made me just reflect on something. You said we're a self-conscious species. We are. Most animals aren't self-conscious. Yeah. They go about taking on the instinctive habits of their species. Yeah. Hunt, kill, survive, look after their animals. Yeah. And that's it. They have less of an ego. They don't have an ego yeah. as far as we can tell. Less of a conscious consciousness. And when you read like the Adam and Eve thing, it's like they they were they were born they were brought into this world blind. I uh, they were in an idyllic paradise place, which is um, the you know the, the gardens, and they were just told not to eat a piece of fruit. They ate a piece of fruit, and he punished them with being awake, being aware. Which mm -hmm. is he he took off the blinkers and made them aware that they were naked. Basically, he gave them the sense of self consciousness. Yeah. And that's like that. That was his. That was their punishment for disobeying the rules. And that's basically what we have now. We have. We are very self-conscious species, right? Yeah. We have a lot of vulnerability. We have a lot of inward thinking. Yeah. But that can be served to to do amazing things. And that's but why. It, I feel but it like can we also have that responsibility. It can also fuel the ego and narcissism. Yeah. And uh, selfishness. Wanting of, power. Of most of yeah. what we see out there on the internet now, where it's yeah. all kind of driven for self-want need yeah. versus actually doing something better uh, and, and also on social media where you uh compare yourself to other people and what they've got because you're aware of what you've got you you look at other people you're aware of what they have and it makes you feel insignificant yeah um and yeah and that's that, hard right yeah that's hard especially when you're trying to you know trying to quote unquote compete yeah. either for mind share for people's attention yeah or money like it's a very busy world right now you know there's a lot of dollars and a lot of uh screen time and or you know thinking time going in a lot of different places people yeah. are consuming too much information and if you're an information resource how do you add more information on top of already you know bloated information world yeah and break free break free of the noise and actually give people value that's fucking tricky that is when really what i want to say to people is stop looking at your screen stop consuming information get to know yourself a bit more and just yeah. kind of like find that inner kind of drive 
but at the same time, listen to my stuff because it can get you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's your message, isn't it? Well, both of us have this message where we're saying you've got to be reflective and self-aware because once you do, then you can start asking these questions, you can start answering the questions and you'll start moving in the right direction, i.e. towards your goals. Um, because otherwise you are blindly following your goals and not really knowing why or knowing if they are actually your goals. Um, just because you've seen someone else look a certain way or do a certain thing or have a certain thing, mm. you almost feel that's your goal. Because oh, look at that car, look what that guy's got. I want that car. Whereas actually you need to, like you said, get away from your screen and go, what actually do I want? And a lot of it might be, I just want to be financially free or I might just want to be able to um, have physical freedom where I don't have joint pain, um, but it's being masked by but they're external all, both of those, Both of those are, are um, selfish needs, right? Yeah. Really what will make more sense, like when it all clicks into place and it's really starting to happen to me right now. So I feel like I'm fr going through a a moment of huge growth yeah um and in part of that is the the vocation that i've chosen right growing in the practice that i've committed to yeah that's an interesting you know level of growth as well as the new things that we're doing in mm. you know the business side of adaptation but the area of perhaps most rewarding growth right now mm. is this conversation yeah is trying to place a larger purpose behind my action so that I can yeah. be reflective on my action to say, I know I said I should do this, but is it supporting the mission? Yeah. Because, and, and that's hard because sometimes you get yourself into a habit of not only doing something, but doing it well. Yeah. And then you go, well, I should continue to do that because I can do it well. But is it adding any value? Mm. Like, like for I'll give you I'll give you an example. I do the the weekly body journal thing. Yeah. And um it's quite cathartic because it's an opportunity to journal and I think journaling in, in its own right is a really expressive experience right, yeah. for you to really reflect on what's gone well what hasn't. So I enjoy it for my own selfish reasons because mm -hmm. uh, I get to understand myself a little bit more. But the reality is, based on the metrics of the things that we produce at Adaptation and what gets traction and, and views, mm -hmm. it doesn't get a lot of views. Honestly, it doesn't get much. Yeah. And I can understand why. Like, not everyone wants, wants to read someone else's diary. Mm. I get that. Now, it could be interesting for people that feel they're on a similar path to me, whether it be through the body goals that I have or the kind of growth that I'm going through. But as we know, lots of people don't want to be helped. Yeah. Or lots of people don't want to even acknowledge that there's an issue that needs to be addressed. So I'm just noise. I'm noise in the system. So really, you know, my question is, I feel it's valuable to me. Yeah. I feel it could be of value to others, but it currently isn't. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? Do I stop doing it? Do I find a means? Do I change it? So mm -hmm. it's more valuable to others? Or, or do I have to PR it? Do I have to kind of market it in a way which gets to Make more it look more sexy and, and appealing? And to I don't people. know. And yeah. and you know, there's enough reasons why I want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. But in support of the mission, does it help? Yeah. Is it reaching enough? People? And it and it probably doesn't help. Right here, right now, probably doesn't add enough value for the time I spend. But I can only reflect on that because I have a higher purpose for our adaptation is, but more importantly, I have a higher purpose for who I am and why 
I should be here and yeah. why I should even put effort in in the first place, mm. which is now making me look at things that I would otherwise not challenge and I would always do. Yeah. And going, okay, you might enjoy it, do it in a different way, but it doesn't need to be part of the business model because right now it's not adding any value. But then the other thing is it might not build that much traction because it might not be sexy enough. It might not be what people necessarily want. But it might be more what they need. So when they read it, if one or two people read it, it might actually really, really help them because your journals are, they're not just you talking mindlessly about your training. You're actually coming from a point where you want to add value to so go these are the mistakes that i've made these are the lessons i've learned so you're actually trying to add value through your journals right oh absolutely so, there is a learning moment there if you be, want to be yeah taught. it might not be super sexy so it might not build like loads and loads of traction but it might actually be very valuable to the few people that may read it or or a few hundred people that read it yeah so it's going well okay is it actually serving the purpose is not that in enough? terms of yeah is, mass... is, is, is scale the problem for me yes because exactly. I, I guess you know and here's here's the thing right you don't have to have a scale objective to add value yeah your value could be as you say to change the lives of one or two people or to make a small but worthwhile change towards our environment in the way in which you can yeah and that's adequate you know, that can give you your purpose. I guess I have an innate desire to have scale. Yeah. And maybe that's ego. Ego. I don't think it is. I think, like, uh, you know, when I think about purpose and mission, I feel about making an impact that's felt mm -hmm. globally. Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah. That, for me, is, like, what gets me excited. Like, I want to I change the course, right? Yeah. Maybe why one, one or two degrees, but change the course of how we do things yeah. societally like whether it be around food or, or how we care for our bodies. But I, for me to feel that, I've achieved, that that I'm on that path, it needs to be big enough Yeah. that it's not one or two people, but it's you know thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Now, maybe I've got to check myself and say, maybe that's not actually what I need. But right now, it's the scale piece, just like Elon Musk or a, a Zuckerberg or yeah. a Bezos. You know, that's, it's all about scale. It's about paradigm shifting moments where they will give us they will change the way we behave as as a species yeah for one of a better word right or if it's electric cars for gas cars whether it's you know social media interaction in a way we've never done before yeah whether it's changing retail on its head and making it more accessible and easier for people you know these are big global statements and these yeah. guys are big enough to fill those boots and i have this desire to fill similar boots but in a different capacity yeah is that ego or is that like i'm here to do is big it mission things? driven don't know man yeah how, how do you feel so i've done I've, I've spoken about like my head you've just got married yeah congratulations thank you <laughs> <laughs> and um i was at your wedding thank you for inviting me it's it was right. it was an incredible um really um it felt homely it felt um friendly it, it got the kind of vibe that you was i Quite think you informal. were hoping for which was informal not too prim and proper yeah. people enjoying themselves tp on the lake it was beautiful really really nice man Plus the sun was out and you guys looked amazing thank you it looked great man <laughs> i think you borrowed my fashion sense <laughs> yeah paisley tie had the mismatching suit I, I had nightmares over that suit because i didn't i didn't want to just walk into a shop and go um i want 
that three-piece suit. I wanted to pull a suit together from different shops and make it my own because then no one else will ever have that suit. Yeah. Um, I soon regretted that because um, there was six of us groomsmen or five plus me, um, which meant that I had to shop around with those lads trying yeah. to pull this suit together to, and make it look right because I had um, a blue navy blazer with almost this beigey colored um, waistcoat and trousers it's a great combo i do it all the Paisley time tied. yeah l- and good and look i kept waking up thinking oh god have i made a mistake are we going to look stupid in these with a blue jacket and nah, beige nah, trousers bang on man and yeah it really worked and it and it actually paid off um, and, and you looked very dapper man i'm not you. i don't often see you in a suit no <laughs> everyone everyone that i saw because obviously a lot of my um personal training clients were there and um, yeah. people that I've people that I see on a day-to-day basis when I'm in shorts and tracksuit bottoms and they're like oh you don't scrub up too bad actually yeah um, yeah you could you could walk around in a suit you could have a vocation that demands a suit you yeah. can put it off man but um so you you had you had your wedding which looked great and then obviously you you went away for a few weeks yep. Sri Lanka and Maldives yeah and we've caught up a little bit it sounded like an amazing experience and yep. I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna fill me in a little bit more but I, I'm most interested in how do you feel? Like, do you feel, and people always ask this, they've asked this of me, Yeah. but do you feel any different? Since being married or since yeah. going away on this amazing So you, you've got trip. married, so I'm not going to ask what the feeling was like the minute afterwards, but mm-hmm. you've also had three weeks to chill, reflect, and spend time with your new wife. Yeah. And have there been moments of reflection? Have you? Are you starting to look at life slightly differently is that is your purpose or objectives are they morphing and changing or or is it much of the same it i would say it's much of the same but there you do start to feel like you have there is a sense of pride that comes with being married you know and you're a married man um but also you feel almost like you you want to become a good guy not that i'm not a good guy but you want to become someone that you're proud of being because you are now someone's husband mm-hmm. um and obviously later on down the line we're gonna have kids so you're gonna be a dad so it's part of the journey of wanting to become a better human being um and you have this sort of sense of responsibility to do so when you become married um it's almost a right it's, it's almost not, a right of passage yeah, isn't it it's not just about me anymore and yeah. i know it wasn't anyway because i was in a relationship but i think it's more cemented once you've got married so hey may, maybe that was your transition from boy to man maybe, maybe. right and i think I about it think about it the responsibility that now comes um yeah i always said this to others like the moment i had my first child mm-hmm. whilst it probably wasn't penny dropping in the moment it was a transition that happened fluidly and rather quickly without me realizing which was um a orientation initially around self yeah to an orientation that defines my all my actions around being able to care and provide for others yeah and that transition can catch people can catch people in 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 step right because i've always considered myself to be rather selfish you know i I like my own time i like my own things i like my own space you know i care for myself i put myself first a lot of people say that's the right thing to do but in other people's eyes it can look quite selfish Mm -hmm. when you put yourself first um but once you have a 
once we had our first kid, it really cemented the need for this is why I show up every day. Yeah. This is what I'm, what I'm doing is to ensure that they have the life that I'd want them to have. So there's you're there's this the transition from boy to man, right? Yeah. You you are now you're walking that path because yeah. step one, you've now got the responsibility of Lisa and making sure she has a future yeah. and that you as a couple have a future that you're proud of. And as you say, kids to come and the response financial responsibilities as well as the moral responsibilities to bring those kids up right and proper. Yeah. That, that can be a weight. Yeah, yeah. But if, so you've started to reflect on that at the at, at kind of basic level yeah yeah i think um it just gets you thinking because you and also you want to make sure that your partner's happy i don't want to be in a marriage that's gonna end in divorce or um just being miserable and unhappy have you got have you got experience no experience have you got examples of relationships which seem like they're putting up with each other yeah i mean we all i think we all know people that have marriages or relationships where they're from the outside anyway it seems as though they're not actually happy. a bit resent and you wonder why they're together and they can just, they can take the piss out of each other in a way which is a bit hurtful yeah I, that I kind think, of thing yeah and and just being a little bit spiteful and and um, passive aggressive when the you're derogatory. out in a social yeah. environment um so i do think that or i, I don't want to get to that place ever yeah. because i don't want to become complacent um, and just become another married couple that, that sort of don't really appreciate each other. Um, because obviously at the beginning of your relationship, there's a lot more passion and you're a lot more aware of your partner. Whereas when you get older, I think a lot of marriages tend to drift apart. And I think that's because people think that it will just, you'll just love each other no matter what. Yeah. Whereas actually you've got takes to work effort. on, it takes effort and you've got to work man. on it and actually make a, a conscious effort in order to, be a good couple and have the same interests and and not be this hindrance um, to your partner and vice versa. You need to make sure that you're both kind of looking after each other as well as yourselves. Um, because you said that you start, you know you have these sort of um, inbuilt sort of, you almost feel selfish because you're looking after yourself and you like your downtime on your own. Whereas I think that's a good thing because I think if you don't look after yourself, then you're probably going to become fatigued. Um, you're going to become uh, irritable. You're going to become um, mindless, going to be doing things. I think it's the greatest mindlessness. gift. It's the greatest gift you can offer your loved ones is to show up and be the thriving person that yeah. you need to be, right? If you're rested, strong, confident, have a sense of significance, have a sense of purpose, yeah. you've done the right things to feel that way, and you show up to a relationship where you're all good, that's a gift, yeah. right? That isn't a selfish thing. And that, for me, is what helps motivate me to do what, quote, unquote, looks like yeah. you know, self-oriented activity so that I know, because I know when I do these things, I show up and I'm better. So it's part selfish. It's part, I know this is necessary for me to be a better husband, you know, a better father, a better son right yeah. um but you've got to check yourself what's interesting and obviously you've now just got married how, how long have you guys been together five years yeah About five that? years yeah. yeah me and michelle we've been together for almost 20 okay yeah it's a long time, yeah, a long time. and we've Still been married strong we've been yeah been married for 10 yeah. so we're together for like 10 years we were together really young um and people talk about the seven year itch 
we definitely had that um, seven years into our relationship. And it, you know, it, it's, it's born from a number of things. Uh, you know, we're both very young, both um, growing up and changing, yeah, yeah. right? And not necessarily changing down the same path. Plus, it can be hard. I don't think we were working on the relationship. We were assuming, the, as you say, assuming the relationship will work if we work on our finances, work on our careers, yeah. work on the house, work on all the other stuff around it that, you know, we'll continue to love each other and show up and do the right things. We continue to love each other, love each other, but we weren't always continuing to show up and doing the things that make the other person happy to the point that you get a habit. The more you do something or not do something, the mm -hmm. harder it is to break it. Yeah. So you don't show up in the same way for a day, then two, then a week, then a month. And then it feels awkward to be intimate or really show care because yeah. you haven't done it for a couple of months. And now yeah. it's like, we feel a bit transient. We feel a bit not together, like almost like we're colleagues versus yeah. lovers who are, you know, infatuated about the present and the future together and excited about caring for each other and doing the yeah. right things. You fall into that. Honestly, we've been together 20 years. We've had a few of those moments. Um, I think that's quite natural, isn't it? I, I think naturally you, you, you just fall in and out of this place where you almost become mates and you don't want to become mates because you're not, you're not mates. Are you? you don't treat no, more, your more than just the mates. same way. Like as life gets more demanding, like there's stuff to do, right? Mm. It's like, you know, you've got to pay bills, you've got to buy this thing, you've got to organize this delivery, you've got to sort out the kids this, that, and other. You know, there's just stuff. There's act, there's lots of actions that need to be done. So just operate, day-to-day -day operate. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we've fallen into habits of I'll take this stuff, you take that stuff. And we're just taskless people, yeah. switching tasks. So have you done this? You know, we'll meet. Now, I have a busy day at work. Michelle's had a busy day looking after the kids. I would come home and like, have you done this, this, and this? Yes, no. When are you going to do it? Okay, I've done these things. And it it yeah. can get quite transactional because you mm. feel this is what's necessary to keep the house going, mm -hmm. which it is. But if you're missing a little bit of prioritization on, you know, Spend down closeness, time together. Yeah. you know, giving think about and this is maybe some something to to guide your effort think about what lisa loves of you now right mm. the traits that she enjoys the small things that you do that make her melt or warm or happy mm. and make sure you always show up and be that person because that's who she fell in love with mm. the person who done these small little things that gave her a gift if she's someone who responds to gifts Maybe she just responds to a real proper cuddle where it's meaningful and there's intent behind it. Yeah. Versus, uh, you know, I'm going, I'm off, I'm, I've arrived, quick cuddle, just like it's just transactional. Yeah. You, you really know there. what creates that emotional response in her. And if you stop doing those things because you feel it's not necessary or you just get out of the habit, yeah. that's when things can start breaking down. And we've definitely been there several times. Yeah. But then when you come back to it and you get honest, stop lying to each other. And that was probably the biggest breakthrough moment that seven years into our relationship is we l listened to a couple of Anthony Robbins. Uh, we watched a couple of Anthony Robbins videos yeah. on relationships and it's interventions. A couple of people in the stage being um, uh, who self-selected themselves of having 
relationships that are pretty much broken and ready to collapse. Mm -hmm. And they're honest enough to call it out in front of hundreds of people. And Anthony Robbins, the, the force that he is, challenges both the man and the woman on whether they're showing up yeah. as the man or as the woman, as the masculine or the female energy, the things they're doing or not doing. And it's hard, it's horrible mm. for him to um, to basically have the guy saying, the reason you don't have self-worth and the reason she's unhappy is because you're not being a man. Yeah, You're not stepping up and taking your responsibility. You're not being the man that makes her melt knowing that she's secure and safe in your arms, that you're providing to her, that you care for her, mm. you're doing the things that she needs. You feel masculated day to day, and that's why you feel it's easier to walk away. And you think you're being the bigger man by walking away and freeing her of your burden, when actually all she needs right now is for you to step the fuck up. Yeah. And like you watch this, and I'm just getting tingled just like replaying it. Mm. And like we listened to a couple of those things, paused them, spoke about it. And most importantly, stopped lying yeah like i'm not doing those things am i and being comfortable with a bit of critique Mid because pr pri it, yeah. prior to that i would i would get my he heckles up the moment michelle would suggest there's some weakness in how i'm showing up yeah so i would prevent her from calling it out and vice mm. versa i tell her something she doesn't want to hear and then there's a breakdown she, she would cry or get upset. And I don't want to upset her. She doesn't want to get me angry. I don't want to get her upset. Let's not talk about it. Mm. Let's ignore it. Let's pretend it, it doesn't have it's not real. Yeah. But Very the more you sad. ignore the reality and lie yeah. and say everything's good, the more it gets to a point where actually there's a breaking point when enough's enough. And that's usually when relationships break down. Yeah. So honesty, transparency, being comfortable telling Lisa or her telling you when either of you are not showing up in a way that other person needs. Yeah. Because you both have needs, right? Yeah. And being able to talk about those and being open enough to change. Mm. If you could do those things, man, and just keep centered on why you fell in love in the first place. What is it about each other that makes you so happy? And making sure there's a commitment and a priority to doing that. Yeah. If you can do that, I think for me in our relationship we've had, we have moments where we get disconnected. But it takes a deliberate interrupt. It takes one of us to call bullshit. Yeah. Like, this is what's happening here. Like, we've drifted again. Mm. We've allowed life to just take over and we've forgotten to prioritize the things that are important. Like, we're not connecting. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. And there's never a convenient moment to have that conversation. You're busy. You got this. You got that going on. You want to chill. Around. You don't want to have an argument. It never want to have the conversation. Mm but you need to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I find that me and Lisa always get to, not a breaking point, but we get to a point where life just gets on top of us. And it's so busy and we're just doing things day to day without really, and, and we're becoming very reactive. Um, and then we get to a point where usually in the evening, we'll either go for a walk. We're quite, um, we're quite good at just going, right, let's go for a walk. And we, we don't, not because we're going right we're going to communicate whilst we're walking we just go let's go for a walk and then we do and then we okay. end up getting into a really good conversation which we wouldn't normally because we usually so you haven't busy, got the, the dash, distractions. distractions yeah yeah and yeah. then we'll end up walking for an hour because we're having this great conversation or we might be on the sofa and and it'll just get to that point where we just end up 
sort of just someone talking. approaches the subject yeah like, let's, let's, just, it might be work. Let's deal with it. yeah it might yeah. be it, it doesn't necessarily have to be about us or the relationship it'll be about other stuff like work and all of that but we always feel much better after mm. communicating and talking um and this conversation might go on for like an hour but it it just come and it's never planned it just comes out of yeah, nowhere as absolutely well. and you end up going wow that was a great conversation and it can feel, feel so like a bit better. of a waste of time because you've just spent two hours when yeah, you assumed going, you were going to be doing x y and z yeah but it's the most productive time because exactly. whilst you didn't do the other things you thought you were going to do you've now got some closure on yeah. things that were niggling, yeah, right? Yeah. And you now better understand each other and you're yep. coming from the same Where you're place. At. Yeah, exactly. It's important, man. Yeah, it So is. just keep those things going. Yeah. And and I think as well, like, because um, we've just been on our honeymoon and we went to, um, for, for the people that are listening, we went to Sri Lanka and then the Maldives. In Sri Lanka, um, there's, uh, this is just me now just, uh, when I was there, I had a bit of headspace and time to think about how we live back here in, our society in England um, and over in Sri Lanka, there's a lot of poverty um, and they don't have what we have over here yet. They're all very happy. Um, you can see they sit around a lot more with their family and they'll sit around outside mm. the house and things like that. Um, not saying that they've got it figured or cause I don't know whether they've got relationship problems and things like that. Like yeah, what you see on, on the outside scale. isn't, isn't no. the whole story, right? But, it doesn't matter where you are or yeah how much complexity or simplicity exactly. doesn't mean people are always happy all the time. Yeah. But what I did see is that their, their willingness to their, their kindness and willingness to help right. and drop everything and, and give you whatever they have, even though they don't have a lot. Do you think that's um, a tourist culture or that is just generally not sure. I mean, where the way they well, some places we went in Sri Lanka that were very unwesternized and they're actually, there weren't a lot of tourists at all. Um, so we met some of the locals and they just, seem to be so caring but also in the hotels as well where they get tips and stuff they were still very they were the same but i do think it's in their nature as well because sometimes you can tell when it's forced where people are doing it because they want to tip as opposed to actually coming from a caring compassionate place um but what it made me think is that they over there have more time um it looks like they have more time they probably have more family time more downtime um the pace of life is a lot slower over there and it got me thinking over here back at home how we're living are we living right like are we just in a rat race and busy all the time and that's why we're not there with our partners and that's why uh, the divorce rate is so high because people are just so busy and stressed and a lot of pressure all the time and just don't have enough downtime to have these conversations like we said like we just said there that we have an hour conversation with our partner which is incredibly important yet it still feels like a waste of time mm, we feel like we're not being productive because yeah. you feel like as if you could have done other stuff yeah exactly yeah. and it got me thinking when i was on holiday i was thinking like man like, i want to be productive and i want to you know um build my business and, and and add more and more value to, to clients and things but I also want to make sure that I'm not getting overly consumed with it and I do have this downtime and a little bit of a slower pace it's a conflict man it massive conflict yeah and and look look at my current life Bryn I've um I've taken a a fairly drastic change in yeah big time in not just work Your but overall lifestyle everything yeah. it has been a big change and some of those things i'm adjusting well to and others that you know are leaving me a little bit empty if i'm yeah. honest right there's 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 significance that i drew from my corporate career which 
you know, I'm having to start back in a different place now and it, I'm trying to refill that bucket. But like, you know, the question then arises like, you know, can you have both? Like, cause I'd see some people that would have, you know, he looks like a really great father, talks about his kids all the time. They seem to do things every weekend. You know, it's centered around the kids. Like he's really yeah. showing up for them from what I can tell from the outside. Like he's a good father. Mm. Like he's a, he's a role model, but doesn't earn any money really, you know, relatively, you know, he's getting by, Yeah, he's getting by, but he's not killing it. And then I would, I, you know, my, my earlier self, my younger self would say, that's a choice. I'm not mm. willing to make that yeah. sacrifice. Like, you know, my expression of care is creating no financial worry. My expression of care was to create the freedom to either have a luxurious or a easygoing life. But either way, the finances aren't going to be a problem. So we're going to be abundant yeah. in finances. And if I can do that, I can teach my kids the right work ethic of getting stuff done and, you know, having goals and achieving shit. So that was like, that was my choice, right? Yeah. There's some sacrifices I'm going to make as a father in terms of my level of presence and activity and how much mental capacity I have to put towards my kids because I'm putting a lot of that towards work. And now, you know, look at now, you know, work is still important because I feel that there's always something I should be doing yeah. because that's the purpose-driven conversation. Again, yeah. like, I feel like I've got to be doing something to better myself Meaningful. and better others. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't just start and finish with my, with my family. It's more than that. However, I have more time to now think about my, you know, my kids' behave, behaviors, uh, how they think. Like, I'm really starting to understand my, 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 our kids' brains, right? And these things and, are important. And, like, one of, one of them is, you know, she's got some social difficulties. Yeah. And, you know, reflecting is that, is that she early on the spectrum of autism or is it just a thing she's going to grow out of? I would have never asked myself that question before because I would have been blinded by just the amount of stuff I was doing yeah. in the pursuit of my career that I wouldn't have been paying attention to these minor little details. The relationship until it becomes a problem when until she's a it's teenager. a big deal. Exactly. exactly. You see that a lot. Yeah. So I've got a great relationship with my girls. I'm really enjoying to hear and see and be part of their life in a way that I've never done before. Yeah. And I'm giving more to myself and I'm being more reflective. However, here's the problem. I don't want there to be a conflict between success and yeah. having those things. You don't want to have to choose between one or the other. Do you have to? I yeah, you know, we've we've had an early episode where I said I think balance doesn't exist, right? Yeah. You know, you're going to have to lean in on one thing or another, and you choose which it is. But you can't be nailing everything all the time. No, I still believe that. But where, what level of, hap fi of family happiness do I want? Yeah, and how much level of success in yeah. business do I want? Were my goals too high previously in one area and too low in the other? Could they both kind of drop a drop a bit and increase mm -hmm. a bit to neutralize? Yeah. Or can they both be amped up from what I had before? Both of them. I don't. I don't know, man. But that's that's the fucking challenge. Mm. They, and and I'm not coming from a place of wisdom. Like guys, this is it. I've sorted it out. I know know how to make it work. Yeah. Because I think life is one of sacrifice, right? It is all, you know, you have to burden. You have to take the burden of sacrifice. Yeah. You can't just live in the here and now where everything is rosy. You have to put in work. You have to put in time 
and you have to make sacrifices constantly for the better of either your family yourself or others and what's am i making a sacrifice yeah. in earning potential for the overall longer benefit of our family um me and our business i don't know mm. i don't know but you've kind of got to go with the flow a little bit yeah. right you can't you but can't solve there's, that man. there's and there's other sacrifices that have to be made if you're not willing to sacrifice family time or your financial gain because uh who is it uh mark Wahlberg. i don't know if you've seen his routine but no. mark Wahlberg, i think wakes up at 3 a.m to train what? yeah he's training all knocking the door at 3 a.m um for him to train okay because he usually has to train for a movie or whatever okay um so he'll get up at 3 a.m he will train he will then go cook breakfast he will then go and play golf. I don't know why. Why that? It, yeah, but I think that's he, just he needs because <laughs> I guess it relaxes him and he enjoys it and just a bit of him time, I would imagine. Then he comes home from playing golf and he has a bit of time with his wife, um, breakfast and whatnot. And then he's ready by 7 a.m. to take the kids to school. Oh, my Lord. Once he's taking the kids to school, his day will start. His day will start that where he goes insane. acting and he might do like 12 hours of acting. Now, he's sacrificing, obviously, <clears throat> sleep for that. Mm. He's not sacrificing family time nor um, his career. He's sacrificing the sleep. And obviously, that's not optimal I for... I personally wouldn't for, agree with that. No, but, for health. But you, I understand your point. Yeah. Are there other things that you're doing that... Something has to You get to some value from, but they could be reduced or yeah. eliminated to give you more time to yeah. do other he's things. He's not willing to sacrifice his career or his family time. Or his golf. So he's, sacri- he's willing to sacrifice his sleep. So although that's... Sleep over golf. I don't know yeah. if I would buy that. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, don't, I mean, that's serious dedication. He's got incredible work ethic, but um, that's his choice. And his life is is out of balance in that respect. Yeah. But it's, it's in balance for what he wants, obviously, because that's what he's chosen. But from the outside looking in, it is out of balance because he's 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 not obviously sleeping as many hours as he should be. Um, but that's his choice and it works for him. So something has to usually give mm. if you want to do a few things and prioritize a few things in your life. Um, we so, can't fit it all in. So getting back, getting back to that reflection of, you know, seeing how the other half live. Yeah. You know, that kind of slower pace. Yeah. The sense of more genuine care. Yeah. And compassion to one another more tribal in their their being their nature yeah um versus as you say the more kind of selfish career or you know selfish not in a i'm trying to be derogatory yeah, not, yeah. just like we drive we, we we drive a more selfish life because you know we're, we've got these blinkers on focused on what we can do for ourselves yeah or the immediate others around us so that is generally more selfish right yeah. i think you'd agree but did you come to a conclusion on how you were thinking about, okay, I, I want a bit of this lifestyle, but I still want, you know, I still want my career to blossom. Yeah. And I know my job is one of time because, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and yeah. you're, you're, you're an hourly based service provider at the moment. Yeah. Did you ever think about how to break free of, of that or or how to get that balance or how to bring more care into your life i mean i try to create i think too much balance because i know the effects of lack of sleep i know the effects of not eating correctly or exercising so i try and fit in 
my eight hours of sleep a night, maybe even nine hours of sleep. Really? If I wow. can get it. <laughs> okay. But I, I will usually try and always get eight. Sometimes I get six or seven hours of sleep, mm -hmm. but I try my best to get eight hours a night. I also try to eat really well, so it means a lot of cooking, preparation, and, and shopping um, in order to get the food prepared and ready. Um, then obviously you've got your training sessions. So th these things take up a lot of hours yeah. throughout your 24 hours, right? Yeah, that's like 12 hours yeah, right there. exactly. And yeah. then I'm trying to progress um, my career and what I'm doing um, and try and just improve my service. And then I'm trying to then also family. have family time yeah. um, and see my friends. Yeah. And I know that I'm trying to cram too much in. Mm. And that's where, and then I'm trying to have downtime. And and downtime's far fewer in between. Um, or I, I don't get as much downtime as I feel I should have. Um, so something has to give. And I think as well, my certain areas of my fitness and certain areas of like my career and things like that, aren't progressing as quickly as I want them to because I'm trying to cram this all in. Um, and that's where I need to make a decision and go... Almost jack of all trades, master yeah, of none type thing, Exactly right? that, yeah. yeah. And it's going, what actually do I want to prioritise mm. and what am I willing to sacrifice? And I think that's the the big question looming right now for me. And that's You will need to I make some sacrifices. On. Yeah. Just so you can build some momentum yeah. in a part of your life you really care about. That's what we are talking about a bunch of episodes ago is you have to make that choice. And in doing so, you're going to drop a couple of balls. But yeah. if you can do it knowingly, mm -hmm. then at least you can be you can accept it. Yeah. Versus it happened to you and then get frustrated that you're no longer doing these things that you cared about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. you can't, if, if, it, if it matters to you, if, if you feel that life is great right now and you think it's sustainable and it can give you what you need, don't change anything. Mm. If you have aspirations for aspects of it to be better... I think there is an expectation you're going to have to make some form of sacrifice and yeah. put more work in certain areas yeah. to just get the momentum behind that area. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, a good a good thing for me with um, talking about fasting is fasting is a good way for me to save a lot of time, a lot okay. of energy because yeah, yeah. I um, I fasted for three days before. Now that was not fun for me because I like eating and I like eating, I like grazing. Um, but we're planning next week to do a two-day fast. But for me, I know, obviously, after the, the holiday, benefits, right? after the holiday, <laughs> a lot of food. Um, and I know, obviously, and I can feel I need it. Yeah. Um, just eating a lot of food, and I just feel a bit bloated, a bit sluggish. But I also know that that is going to give me back more time. Um, mm. And it's, it saves you money and all these little things. And I know it doesn't sound like much. We're going to do a two-day fast. It's amazing the amount of time you save just by doing that. Um, and that then allows me more downtime. It allows me... Um, Unfortunately, you can't forego food forever. But you can't go forego <laughs> food forever uh, as much as it would be great to, yeah. to get that time back. But it just shows that when you do move things out of the way or you change what you're doing, it just it's just a matter of, of shifting things around and prioritizing. I didn't realize by fasting for two or three days how much time that actually freed up. Um yeah, I can so imagine. I think that's one thing that I'm I want to do more often. So the reason I'm saying this is because I want to try and do a two day fast for my health um, once a month or so, um, because of the health reasons, but also because of the time that it saves and the energy it saves, and it allows me to have a little bit more downtime. Because I think that's an area that I need to prioritize a little bit more on. 
um just by going on the honeymoon i realized that actually i probably need to have have that time back there's a there's a calmness that comes when you're not actively doing stuff that 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 kind of you need every once in a while whether you need every once in a while you need every day in a small dose exactly i'll give you an example this is a big deal but it is a big deal for for good and bad reasons i've got my you're gonna laugh I've got myself in the habit of having an afternoon nap. Right. You're lucky. <laughs> I'd love an afternoon nap. So it's bad because I don't want to do it. Yeah. As in it's it feels wasteful. It sounds lazy. It sounds like <laughs> have I not got anything to do in my fucking life that I'm just napping during the day? You know, like is there is there a problem? Oh, I feel guilty because you're Guilt, like, yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. I've got to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> But the reason I'm doing it is because I, I, I've received enough information about the benefits yeah. of having an afternoon nap and how the likes of Einstein, uh, yeah, um, um, uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, who's the artist? Uh, the Barcelona artist? Oh no, there's another guy. That... Oh, there's Dali. Um, there's lo- loads of... Uh, there's a few people that do that, yeah, because I think that... Actually, there's a lot of people that sacrifice their sleep at night, so they didn't have a solid eight hours, but what they would do is they'd nap throughout the day, and they found that more mentally refreshing when they had the nap and... Tesla, Einstein, Dali, a whole bunch of people would make it a habit to have a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, Salvador Dali would actually have a nap holding a key he was an architect right held a key and he felt that it would give him more creativity when he wakes up it seems right. to be very popular in the creative realm of mm-hmm. people that are either writing or creating stuff and it kind of makes sense you know you wake up in the morning you know instinctively your mo- most productive time is in the morning mm-hmm. and you have a, your energy and your decision capability fatigues during the day yeah so a nap, its idea is you have it during the day and it's a reset. You wake back up and you have another morning, yeah. basically. You wake up and you have another three, four hours worth of work as effective as the morning. Yeah. That's an example of um, something you can do that doesn't that feels wasteful but creates that calmness, increases your creativity, mm-hmm. increases your energy, and therefore produces better work. And I've been doing this for just about a month now, most days. Yeah. And um, I listen to some binaural beats as well, which is like this plingy plongy uh, <laughs> music that kind of comes like stereo left to yeah. right. And it kind of basically wakes up different parts of your brain because yeah. it's like 3D. You listen to that plingy plongy stuff whilst closing your eyes and having a nap. Yeah. First couple of days I couldn't sleep. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Just sitting Wait there still <laughs> waiting for the 30 minutes to be up. And now I'm like I'm snoring, Shut man. Up. I'm 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 I am able to get a sleep and like a mini sleep cycle in How long in half an hour. For? Half an hour. Yeah. Thirty minutes. I set my alarm, so it's no, it's I'm not going on forever. Yeah. Half an hour. I'm up, and because it's not long enough to be drowsy, I wake up and I'm yeah. good to go and Feel just good. crack on. Sweet, sweet spot. But they're they're the kind of things that could make a big difference to you. Mm. And I'm not saying you've you've got the freedom or the time to necessarily do it just now. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't need to be three, four hours a day of stuff to feel that you've got downtime either. What yeah. could you do, whether it be mindfulness, a little bit of meditation, proper meditation though, yeah. whether it be napping, something that helps you restore energy, stops thinking, allows you to get into this kind of 
you know, theta wave state of uh, awake dreaming. Yeah. That's basically what you're trying to get for, yeah. that kind of positive awake dreaming state. It can then come back to life and then, okay, get bombarded with information, actions and stuff. Yeah. But now you've got more resource to deal with it. Mm. Well, I, I, I definitely notice that I get decision fatigue um, where you start off the day and you go, right, I know what I need to do. You write a list, you start doing the list and then certain things happen throughout the day and then you end up digressing and then things happen and then you end yeah. up having to do other Happens stuff to all of us, and then man. your brain just gets busy and then you yeah. end up making all these decisions and then by lunchtime you're almost decision fatigued and you're almost can't make these important calls where you're you're making a decision to do the important stuff that yes. actually needs doing over Happens the little to all stuff of us, man. you're not alone not important yeah and it's like then it's like this whirlwind in your head and i think um, and I've, I've done it occasionally where I've had a nap and then I wake up and I feel great or I've just gone right I'm going to stop everything that I'm doing if I have time at lunchtime or, or in between clients and I'll just say I'm just going to sit here and have a, a cup of tea or whatever and just chill out no distractions and I've done that before and I felt mentally refreshed ready to go made a big impact so I can see why you would you'd want a nap slow down to go faster it, it doesn't ability. it doesn't make any sense yeah. but it fucking works yeah and the last last thing I'll say before we wrap up this is we've spoken before about routines and, and the, the need for me to have a routine. So mm -hmm. I, I take decision out of my day yeah. and I can deploy that energy and that thinking towards the stuff I need to do versus working out what am I going to do. You're doing a Zuckerberg where he wears the same clothes every day to take uh, the oh, uh, extra decision out of his No, not, not as much, <laughs> but similar. I mean, I, I don't, you know, but it is I don't need to thing. make as many decisions from a clothing perspective as I once did because I had like 50 suits and <laughs> right. millions of ties. But yeah, so there's a little bit of that. But we spoke about social media and how I, stro I struggled as I kind of entered into yeah. social media trying to work it out. I've, I think I told you I made the decision to kind of pull out of it during the morning as much as possible and yeah. have a couple of slots. And my first slot was first thing in the morning, but it was only 10 minutes. Just, you know, make sure nothing's blowing up and just little, little, just a little look whilst my brain's foggy. Yeah, right? yeah. It's good time because, you know, I can't do anything else. And I found that even that five or 10 minutes, and it doesn't have to be anything negative that's happened, mm -hmm. just stuff. My my brain responds to information. It asks another question. And I think most of our brains do that, yeah. some more than others. I'm quite extreme in that regard. I see something, I'm a questioner. I'm like, why? What? Yeah. What next? How could it be different? So I just consume information five, 10 minutes, random shit, you know, personal stuff, work stuff, whatever. And it hijacks my thinking unknowingly and not necessarily thinking badly, just thinking about other stuff that I, the night before, didn't anticipate spending time or brain cycles on. And it was getting to the point where, you know, I'd see a positive message from someone about something. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. 10 minutes later, I'm still thinking about it. Like, it's just it's just manifested into a different thought. That's it, hijacks your thing. But, but I'm now thinking about this thing and it's gone yeah. off on a tangent and might create a work action for me. It might have me think about something else. And it may add some value, but the reality is I had an idea of what I was going to do in the morning, you know, structurally and time-wise. And my routine, my agenda, everything's been hijacked because I've allowed social media to enter. Yeah. Give me noise I didn't anticipate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm responding to that noise. So I've now made the, you know, the big move 
for some people this sounds horrific i i've turned off all my screen notifications yeah all my lock how could you all my lock screen notifications, they don't show up at all. I've turned my phone on, do not disturb, from 9 till 9. Yeah. 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. And I do not, and this is so fucking hard because it's clearly an addiction, I do not check my phone for anything to do with email or social media or news mm -hmm. until I'm at my desk and I didn't give myself 10 minutes. So like 10 o'clock, uh, once I've done all the other stuff I want to do, that's when I might take five or 10 minutes. I might. Yeah. And if I've got other stuff, I won't. But I would wake up in the morning and I would check my phone within 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I've had I've habitually done that for as long as I've been working because I've always checked something. Work emails was the thing I used to check all the time. Yeah. But work emails has been replaced for checking Facebook media, and Instagram yeah. and all that shit. And I've now decided that I, I have to stop. So now I wake up in the morning and as hard as it is, I start reading. My brain's not ready to fucking read, like mm. read a book that I actually chose to read. Yeah. And I start reading a book and now I'm finding that I'm in such a better place, man. Yeah. Such a better place. Because you're, qu you're quietening your mind. And I've been talking to Michelle about this and I said, look, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. You think you could not check your phone first. And she wakes up in the morning. She spends 20 minutes in bed looking at her phone before yeah. she gets up yeah, yeah, and she justifies it. Look, as soon as I get out of bed, the kids know I'm up and then they want a piece of me. And you know, this is my time to kind of wake up yeah. and just check stuff. And it's cool. I, it doesn't cause me any problems. Then I get on with my day. I'm like, but could you not do it? Said, yeah, I could not do it. <laughs> Don't do it then. It's like, well, well, you know, and she hasn't yeah. because it's an, it's an addiction. Whether she thinks it's a bad addiction or not, Mm. irrespective this phone is hijacking her decisions the very first moment first opens her eyes and she's got a phone and i've been doing that for the last 15 years of my life i yeah. know it's yeah, an addiction yeah, yeah. and to break it when you're when you instinctively you pick up your phone because you want information mm. pick it up let me look at stuff you said you do the same thing yeah you constantly like feel the need to pick it up and look yeah and to not do that is takes a lot of a, a, a lot of like restraint things can wait things can wait you don't there's, need there's nothing there's nothing on there that's gonna need immediate attention unless there's an emergency with your family how likely there's is it gonna be positive news yeah very, right in in the, in the spectrum of new of, of information that you're gonna get from your phone it's either gonna be bad news or something that's ah oh, someone's birthday or something half positive, something or, mildly interesting has happened. But is there? Ever, are you ever going to check your phone and go, "Wow, my 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 life has changed for the better"? Or what I find? Are you is, ever going to get that? No, because no. what I find <laughs> actually one of the biggest things for me is that I I feel insignificant because I I wake up, I look at someone else's post, and they might be doing they might they're have happier, more followers, they've been here, happier, they've done this, they might yeah. be doing something amazing, and I'm it's Monday morning for me and it's a great yeah. day and they're <laughs> yeah. in they're you know, they're in paradise somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and that immediately makes you feel insignificant at the start of your day. And I've noticed that when I go onto social media. So I think that's a reason for me personally is why I try to not go on it in the morning. Sometimes I do, sometimes I'm better at it than not. Um, and, and here's an example for me as well is the news. This is how much it can influence you 
depending on the information that you allow yourself to absorb first thing, I would go downstairs and I would turn the news on just because I like that background mm -hmm. noise and, and distraction in the morning when I was having my breakfast. But because it was the news, it's usually negative news. And then for the rest of the day, I would have this scarcity negative mindset because I've watched the news and the world's going to blow up because of a nuclear war and Brexit's happening and all these negative things are bombarding my or hijacking my mind first thing. Yeah. And then the, the rest of my day would follow suit and I would feel and be in a negative state. And I and stopped the, doing that and, and it's made a and huge And for the difference. listeners, for people that either don't want to hear it or haven't really given it much thought or don't have this problem. Yeah. Um, it's easy to think, and you, Bryn, you got problems, mm. right? Like one, like control your shit. Like you don't mm. need to pick up the phone. And two, why do you respond? I don't respond that way. Bullshit. Too many people have an addiction and they're lying to themselves. Mm. It is absolutely like it's an epidemic. People, I know, I know I'm not alone in this because I know most, I see people's posts. I see people's likes. They happen first thing in the morning. Yeah. This is before anything else has happened. People are on either social media or checking out news. They're doing stuff first thing in the morning because it's a convenient, um, it feels like a convenient use of time because you're you're not capable of doing anything else. Yeah. The reality is you are. And, you know, I'll pick up the phone, I'll pick up my, you know, I read on my phone and that's even harder because I've got to open up my phone and not press the badges of yep. stuff all yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got to just go oh yeah i see the badges but i'm not going to respond to it yeah, i'm not yeah. going to look into pandora's box it's hard it's fucking hard so i see like all these apps with all these badges on i'm like no just open <laughs> up the, the the open up the book app you will get to it and so later. then i get to the book app and i'm like i don't want to do this right now like re proper read <laughs> and then after a page or two i'm now in it my brain's woken up alarm surprisingly so much quicker than i anticipated and I'm just reading. And then I've read it and, and I've chosen, I've selected the book. I've chosen what the purpose of that book is. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing the information that's entered yeah. in my life and I've time boxed it. And I haven't been distracted by someone else's shit. Because that's basically what social media is. It's someone else's shit. Whether it's good shit or bad shit, it's someone else's shit yep. that I'm that now taking on board and yeah. potentially having it manipulate or hijack the way in which I act for that day. And I know I sound overly dramatic, but this shit happens. Yeah. It happens, man. And I've found it's such a such a time sink, man. And and time sinking as much like if you don't have the barriers, you might spend 20, 30, 40 minutes on social media. So that mm -hmm. as one thing can happen. But even if you time box it to 10 minutes, that 10 minutes has now littered your brain where otherwise you had a plan to execute in a different way and it's just been fucked. It's, 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 it's you setting your mindset and your brain for the rest of the day. And like you said, if it's just 10 minutes, you're still setting... Still, still stuff. Exactly. I, I remember talking about this. I remember being a kid before phones and social media were a, a big thing, um, waking up, going downstairs, having my cereal, sitting there at the table and reading whatever magazine or whatever bit of information was on the table in front of me, which whatever my mum had and put down, um, I would sit down and I would just eat my breakfast. And I remember sitting there, I, I used to love my breakfast. I'd sit there for like 20 minutes, not doing anything. I'd eat, I might read some random stuff like on the magazine or whatever, or I would just sit there and I don't, 
I can't recall doing that in the past few years, really, mm. where I've just gone downstairs, had breakfast and just not done anything or just read, you know, like you're doing, reading in the morning. I, it's just a weird thing, isn't it? It's it just sounds, something that's always... It sounds too much hard work. Yeah. What sounds easy is rolling rolling over and op- opening up your phone and, gen- you know, slowly waking up whilst perusing the internet yeah what sounds harder is i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna read a book <laughs> yeah but the reality well, that's is weird. the, reali- actually, that's the reality is that that and as you know that's bringing so much more value to my life so that for me is like it i hope i can keep to this i i, I everything i describe about this situation it sounds like i'm an addict and i'm now going through the withdrawal stage yeah. of breaking a 15-year cycle, checking my phone first thing in the morning. And it is fucking hard. Yeah. But it's also, there's light at the end of the tunnel because I'm feeling so much more clear-minded and in control in those moments where I need to get my shit together and start the day off right. Now, do I check social media? Yeah. But now I will bring that information in once I've got the day started and it's on the right track. And you know, what? and that that for me has made a big difference. I, I might still be getting the same amount in, but I'm putting it in different slots. Yeah. So I I control my day, and this is just a little addition versus it controlling me. And you know what? As well, if you spend, if you think about it, if you're spending ten minutes every morning reading, and you might be reading something that's um, resourceful and educational, you're educating yourself ten minutes a day. Um, that's over a week, over seven days. That's an hour and ten minutes a week that you're you're absorbing some useful, resourceful information. It could even be a fiction. It, it, and, and it could be anything. That but... can that can still that can still work. Yeah, but it's something you've chosen to read, but... and it's something that you've chosen to do that you know adds more value. Exactly, you're choosing what you absorb. But what I'm thinking here is that I, sometimes I go throughout the day. I like to try and study something every day, try and learn something new every day. But quite often I go, I don't have the time, but that's just an excuse because I could wake up just like you are, open up my book and read for 10 minutes. And then I've done over an hour's worth of, of studying over a week. Yeah, it's not a huge amount, but four hours a month What's up, man? Or, or more than four hours a month is pretty good, really, um, considering you're only doing 10 minutes every morning. So, good so talk about hijacking. Into. It feels like we uh, completely hijacked, hijacked today's session, didn't yeah. we? We, we <laughs> wanted to talk about our... Um, the hyper workouts and yeah. and training principles. We'll do that another time. Actually, I think today was a really good chat. Yeah, it um, and it will mean something for others that are being reflective and reflective of their own actions and purpose and their intent in life. So hopefully, you know, our rambling is um, a deep conversation today. Adds value to those who want it, um, guys. Thank you for listening and. You know, you know what Adapt Nation are all about. We're trying to provide you with the tools uh, and knowledge to help you run the best life possible across strength, health, and mindset, inside and out. I'll speak to you later. Thanks. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.